0: This week, we are excited to share a replay of three ways you can fail with hiring an operations manager. Mandy shares her experience of what to look for when hiring this most important role. Enjoy. Is your current success putting a lot of demands on you? If you're good at what you do, and you are, then everyone wants you. But that's no way to scale. If you're delivering spectacular results, you should be commanding higher fees, working with only the best clients. Welcome to the Hands Off CEO Podcast, where world-class agency owners and consultants learn how to fully monetize their expertise and scale profits by doing less. Here's your host, Mandy Ellefson. Hello, Mandy Ellison here from Hands Off CEO. Today, I'm gonna share with you why the position of a COO, second in command, operations manager, whatever you want to call it, that right-hand man, right-hand woman in your consulting agency, why it's so difficult to hire this person and get the position right. I'm going to be talking about three different ways that they fail. Most people are only looking at one way. Most people are looking at the person and the fit and all of that. And that is only one of the puzzle. And it's actually the easiest part because it's just a matter of screening. So I'm going to share with you what those three things are and then how to get them right. We've had a lot of experience hiring operations managers for our clients and helping them hire their own operations managers. I've hired a couple myself and had a bit of crash and burn. And I've also had some enormous success. My second-in-command is absolutely amazing. She's our program director. And I just basically dreamed her out of my mind. It's just really an incredible position. And and actually, she has been a fractional COO for 100 different companies. So she does training for our, our operations managers for our clients, actually. So this is where I'm coming from on this. And this is some of the things that we have actually discovered where the failure points are. So I'm going to share that with you. So there's three main areas that you have to get right in order to get this position right. So one of them is that your company needs to be ready. So your company needs to have a clear offer that you sell and that it is profitable. You have strong cash flow and your company has to be at a place where you know what you're selling who you're selling it to and the foundations of the business. You have a working model. Now, one of the challenges with service-based companies, consulting companies, agencies, the challenge is that as you're growing, then you hit a point where your model is kind of unwielding. It doesn't quite work very well. And you try to hire an operations manager to try to fix that and help you scale. But the challenge is more on a foundational level that you haven't actually fixed that first. With the right support, you can actually hire that person and have them help you fix it with you. But you really have to have outside perspective to really help you understand what is broken in your business model and how to fix it. So if you're really not at that level If you're going to be hiring an operations manager at the same time, make sure that you're getting support around this. Otherwise, the likelihood of you failing with with this new hire is very, very high. Actually, the operations manager role, this is actually one of the highest, the position that has the highest failure rate. Second only to salespeople. Salespeople are very difficult to hire. Operations managers are second highest from what we have seen. Now, they're out there and they can add a tremendous value to your business, but you have to be ready for them. Your company needs to be in a place where you can attract someone who's excellent. Now, if your company is not in that place, then you know, why are they going to want to work with you? So someone who has the skills and the leadership to be able to be in this position, they have a top performer. And you only want to hire a top performer, by the way, because a top performer can do the job of five people. Literally, they can. I see this in my own company. So you really want to have a top performer, even if you find creative ways to be able to work up to having this person in, in your company. We have creative ways that we do that with our clients all the time. But your company has to be led by a strong visionary and you, you really have a direction where you're going. This goes into the next. So we just talked about the business needs to be ready, but now let's talk about the leader. The, the leader of the company, the CEO needs to be ready for this role, this second in command role, because you have to be at a place where you are ready and willing to let go. And it doesn't mean that you're just going to let go all at once. That's not necessarily going to be the best for this new hire or or someone in your company that you're actually grooming to become that role. That's actually the best way to do it. If you have that person who has that, the leadership skills, and also has some core level skills, if you can develop them, that's actually something we do with our clients teams all the time. And it's actually a core part of our scale of freedom programs is our team program that comes right along with it. You have to be in a position where you are ready as the CEO to let go and you're ready to set an intention for what things need to look like, but you need to let go of how they're done because your job is the what and the why and the how is your team's job. So you as the CEO, you have to be ready to set a clear vision and to really lead your team in that vision, really step up. Assume the role as the leader of the company. And I can go more into that, but that's one of the aspects. If you're not ready as the CEO, if you're a a level six CEO, you're only going to be able to, to attract a level five operations manager. No one beyond that is going to want to come into your company. So, one of the best ways that you can actually attract in better talent into your team is actually to become a better leader and to raise your ability, your skills, how you're showing up as a leader so that you can attract in someone at that next level. And this is actually something that I have discovered with my own development as a CEO is that there were some failures that I had coming up to they weren't really failures. It was just like, they were stepping stones really that helped me grow as a leader and helped me be in a position where I was really ready to attract in that level of person. So we've talked about the company needs to be ready and the CEO needs to be ready. And now the third thing is this is what most people look at. Most CEOs are, they're looking at screening the person, so. You're looking for the fit. There's a lot of aspects to this, but it's screening someone for the hard skills, the soft skills. So their ability to lead and their developability of them really. So you really are looking for someone who you can really develop as a leader and has a proven track record of moving and leading people. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to have an operations manager role or a chief operating officer title, but they need to have some of that experience. And the other aspect of this is that there are some skills, right? There are some hard skills. The skills are actually one of the easiest things to teach. That's one of the things that that we teach with our operations academy within our Scale to Freedom program is that Jennifer, our program director, works with them to help them fill in the gaps on the skills. If they already have the mindset and the abilities to develop them as a leader, if they already have some of these things in place you can install the skills in them and they can actually continue growing and growing with your company. And that's really exciting when you can do that. Because if you already have a top performer on your team who already has an operational mindset, there's a way that that someone thinks that is aligned with having operational excellence. Now they have to think that way. Otherwise, no amount of training is going to be effective for them. And there's different softwares that you can use to just screen them and to see if they have that natural aptitude or not. can't be trained because it's just, they have to naturally be good at that. Otherwise, it's just like pushing a boulder up a hill. It's absolutely critical though, that they are fit with your company, with your culture, with the direction that you're going. So one of the challenges that I see with this is that this comes back to the company needing to be ready. So if you're not clear on the what and the why, like what you're creating, why, and your, your vision around it and your core values, really what the company stands for, It's very difficult to be able to call in and attract and then screen for this perfect person that's a fit for your company if you're not even clear on what your company is, what you stand for, and how you service your clients. That's critical to know that and then to use that as a screening tool to see if they're going to be fitting with your company. There's ways that you can do screening within the hiring process for this as well. I wanted to add a quick note. We like to look at Operations staff on like a continuum, all the way from like a virtual assistant, executive assistant, project manager, to an operations manager, to COO. An account manager might kind of be off to the side. Sometimes there's a lot of overlap there, but there's a continuum. You're not necessarily looking at hiring a VA to train them into an a COO role. That's not really going to happen in almost any case. But you can hire someone at a slightly earlier place, like a project manager, and elevate them. An operations manager, or hire an experienced operations manager and groom them to become your COO. And in doing that, you're actually going to have a lower cost of training, because you don't have to pay someone as much if they're at a lower level, and they will learn and grow into your company and actually be building out the processes that the management framework, so that they can actually do a good job. And that's actually one of the things that we do with our operations managers to help them excel in their position. And get a return on, the, on investment, even if they don't stay with the company long-term because you can use this person to help build out the management framework, the very management framework that they will be using to manage your company. And it's really exciting because this is how you can get your team to actually be helping you build out your company so that they stay in the area that they're good at, you stay in the area that you're good at, and that allows you to grow the company and allows you to build the airplane as you're flying it. That's the most profitable way of doing it the way that I see that doesn't work i've seen it many times is you hire a high level operations manager or CEO paying them something like close to a six figure salary, and maybe they have tons of experience, but they come into your company and a few different things happen. one of them is that they have a ton of experience, but their experience really only it's experience for a company that's way further along than where you're at, so there's not enough resources for them to Know what to do. Like they have to know how to be able to work with less resources. And the challenge is that a lot of these more experienced people, they're used to working in companies that are larger that have might have more resources. So they might be completely useless in your company. The other thing is that they might have a completely different cultural ideals than you do, especially if they're further along and it can be easier to say, well, you know, you know more about this than I do. I'm just going to give you the reins. It's like the worst thing that you can do. And they take things and then take in a direction that's not aligned with the vision. You know, a few months in, you've gone this other direction. There's all this opportunity costs because the confusion and delay that's happened. And now you have to let go of this person because it doesn't work out. You're back to where you started. It's really not an ideal place to be. Another option is just to kind of find someone middle of the road and they're like shadowing you for two months. They're not really adding a lot of value, but you don't know that until a couple months in and you start assigning them some things from watching over your shoulder and they're ineffective. So here you've paid them two months of salary and they delivered no value to the company. And that's just something that I've seen before. I've I've seen with some past clients of ours that have already had that person in and they were already partway through through that process. So how we have come up with our methodology around hiring and developing really amazing operations people that can help you run and grow the company without you. We have developed this from seeing what hasn't worked with agency owners. And we've also seen what has worked and our own trial and error and also our own successes, too. And then, of course, Jennifer's been doing this for 10 years and has had a lot of experience, has worked with 100 different CEOs. So she has a, a lot of experience that I, it's been great to learn from her. So, again, the three aspects that you need to be looking at in order to succeed with this role is your company needs to be ready. You as a CEO need to be ready and you need to properly screen this person and also hire the right person for the right stage in your company. Be able to do that in a way that you can optimize your costs, be able to get this, on, this person on as soon as possible and really evaluate who you need at what stage. And if you have those three things aligned, the likelihood of you having success is significantly higher. This is also why we're, we're able to guarantee results for our clients when we hire an operations manager, because we know we have these three things in place, the likelihood of them having success with this position is very high. Anyway, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on you know, where you're at with this, where you maybe have failed in the past with hiring an operations manager or some other project manager you'd hope that would be able to take more off your plate If you are listening to this and you're like, oh, wow, I would love to get some more feedback on this. You know what? Why don't you reach out? Let's have a conversation. I can give you some feedback on what you're doing right now with your operations manager and how you might be able to get better results for them. Or if you haven't hired them yet, like maybe give you some some feedback on it. So you can reach out to me, Mandy at handsoffceo.com, M-A-N-D-I at handsoffceo.com. I'd love to have a chat. This is Mandy Elfson from Hands Off CEO, signing off.